what is that? There's my builder, checker trade, my workman, my local tradesman, all these websites that are guaranteed to get your work. And I get it, work might have dried up a little bit, or you just want to get more customers into your business. It's a situation tradesmen get into from time to time. You could just start posting leaflets through people's doors, get a thousand of them printed out, and walk around in the evenings with your kids maybe, posting leaflets through people's doors in your local area. That's a bit of the old-fashioned way. Or you could do a few posts on social media saying, yep, I'm open for new leads or new customers to do work for for my electrical business and see what happens there. But with all these ideas, you do also do a Google search. How do I get more customers? And what comes up? All these websites. And they all say the same thing, that if you create a profile, you'll have customers on tap forever. You'll be busier than anything. You'll have local work in your area for what type of work you do, whether you're an electrician, a builder, a plumber, or carpentry, anything. They sort of promise you the world. So are they any good to actually get any work? So let's dig into it and find out. Toolbox Talks for Electricians, helping electricians reduce stress, gain back time, and earn more money. Hello and welcome back once again to Toolbox Talks for Electricians. I'm your host, Ben Poulter, and today's podcast is going to be about these websites like My Builder, Checker Trade, My Workman. There's so many of them to see if they actually work to try and build your business up or maybe get customers for your business or even get work sort of thing so you can get paid. And on the other end of the spectrum, do they actually help your business get bigger and better or do they damage it in a way? Fill your customers with local jobs just right for your business. Plenty of local work. Set your local work area and get plenty of leads within the area in which you work in. Plenty of local work. Set your custom area for the exact work and the area that you want to work in. We'll introduce you to millions of customers and homeowners looking for tradesmen just like you to work in your area. Every single one of these websites, they've got like a slogan or a catchphrase that will get you to sign up, which would be fantastic if you actually got constant work from that website and it was worth doing and it helped build your business possibly. In this podcast, I'm going to detail you my experiences of these websites and obviously everyone has different experiences. Every tradesman's different. We know that. And some tradesmen have a great experience and some tradesmen, yeah, they don't have that much of good experience with all these websites. They sign up to them and they pay sort of, I don't know, sometimes it costs maybe a thousand pound or sometimes three thousand pounds I've heard of signing up to these websites to be able to get plenty of work and then they, they don't get any or you're in competition and you're one of these people that are basically the race to the bottom. I did sign up to them years ago when I first started out, so it may have changed a little bit. It was probably 10, 15 years ago when I signed up. So it might have changed a little bit now, but from the comments that I see online, it hasn't changed that much. The first website that I signed up to, that I came across, sort of thing that caught my eye, was My Workman. And looking back on my profile, I did three jobs for them, which, I don't know, I'll give it a go, I think. And three jobs, yeah, that was enough for me. Because on my workman, you have to sort of buy the leads. You buy the customer's details. They post a job to say, right, I need a light fitting or six down lights in my kitchen. They post a job. You have to give them a rough idea to maybe 
hopefully get them to shortlist you for you for the quote to be able to go actually visit the property to give them a proper quote you'll give, got to give them a rough idea how much it'll cost because every customer i think they're gonna be more appealing to the price if say you're a customer that comes along say yes i can do this for 200 pounds then they're gonna think right i'm gonna compare it with the other electricians that have gave me a quote say someone goes along and says yeah i'll do it for 100 quid you have you haven't got no chance you, you, there's no point you're doing six downloads for a hundred quid and you're not going to get the job because the details of what the customers put on the website is yep i want six downloads and a switch moved in my kitchen well yeah that's in detail that's exactly what you want doing but how you're going to do it is different there's so many different things what you've got to look into maybe is that ceiling asbestos is the cabling good enough and it is has it even got an earth or does that property have RCD protection in the fuse board? That's just three questions off the top of my head that the customer won't even think about. They won't even bother to look at. And as you know, this is something that you need to know to be able to certify the work, what you do in someone's property. But with so many people on the website and so many people saying, right, I'll do it for 100 quid, I'll do it for 200 quid. And someone might even say they'll do it for 50 quid. I haven't got a clue who, but a DIY guy could go on there and say, yeah, I could put your downloads in there for 50 quid. Well, that customer is going to look at 50 quid and think, hmm, how come that guy can do it for 50 quid and that guy would do it for 200 quid? They don't understand that maybe one guy that's just pressing the buttons on a keyboard is not going to be as good as the guy doing 200 quid that will make sure that that never catches fire. So the customers on the My Workman website, that's the experience I had. They sort of always go for the cheapest quote. And maybe they have a bad experience you'll never know this is the thing and in my experience on my workman there are all sort of small jobs like putting six down lights in there was no really extensions or rewires anything like that they're all small jobs so you struggle to make a bit of a profit to be honest and using my workman thinking back now the type of customers that you get on there that want to pick the $50 DIY guy rather than a decent electrician that's insured and certified to do the job they're not really the sort of customers that you want to come into your business you want to be a, a long lasting customer in your business you don't want to have to have them because if you do do a 50 pound job for them they're going to ring you up next time and say right can you put six more downlights in my bathroom you did it 50 pound last time so can you do it 50 pound again you don't want to get them sort of customers in your business so that was my thinking that's obviously why i only did three jobs i did three jobs thinking that yeah i'll get better you'll get better jobs i'll get better customers but it, it didn't happen so yeah the three jobs was sort of that was it i knocked it off there there was one job that i did with some down lights in there someone's kitchen just because i use that example because that's exactly what i did is I had to argue with the guy saying, look, man, I'm sorry, but you do need RCD protection and on this circuit that I'm modifying because you haven't got it. And I had to argue with him to put it in. He understood that he needed it, but he didn't want to pay any more to put it in. So I come to an arrangement where I say, look, I need to put it in. If I'm going to get paid for the, the, the lighting work that I'm doing, I need to make it live and need to test it and get some decent test results and put an RCD in. So basically, I did it for cost. I did it for what? I charged the materials for what, the, what I got from the wholesalers to put the RCD in it, the small RCD unit in, which I think looks terrible all the time. If you if you need to upgrade your board, you need to upgrade your board. You think about it, it's going to make it a lot better in the future and make that property worth more, to be honest. So, yeah, I had to do it for sort of cost. So, yeah, I didn't see myself earning much money going through my workman. 
So it was back to the drawing board I went and back to Google sort of thing. I'll Google it on there. And what was the next one that come up? My builder. And yes, I looked into them being young, maybe a naive. I got sucked straight in once again. And at this time, I thought I'd do something a little bit different. I'd try and widen my search area because I didn't want to just do local jobs in the local area. I thought if I broaden my horizon in a way to a wider area, then I'll probably be able to quote for bigger jobs and make a bit more profit. And on my builder, you get an email, you get two or three a day sort of thing saying, right, there's this job that you can express interest in. And so you go on there, have a little look. I think, right, yeah, I can express interest in that. So you click on express interest in doing the job. And then it's down to your portfolio, your profile, what you've created on my builder for that customer to go and check you out and them to short shortlist you, shortlist you to be able to do the job. They can shortlist up to three electricians or three tradesmen to do the job. And once you're shortlisted, that's when you get charged. And whilst I was checking out and doing some research for this podcast, looking at my old profile on my builder, I only went and bleeding clicked, I'm interested in one job. I hope they don't go and click on me because I don't want to do it and I don't want to get shortlisted. So the jobs that I was expressing interest in were sort of a 40 mile radius. So I thought, right, there'd be like kitchen rewires and even rewire of houses. Something a bit bigger and better jobs that will make it worth it to be able to pay that that fee of maybe £5 or £15. I can't even remember what it was, but you have to pay a fee of being shortlisted. And my plan was, because obviously if you build a decent portfolio on any website, you're going to get more interaction. People are going to see your profile and think, yeah, that's what he's done plenty of jobs are better. So my plan was to get plenty of work out of my builder and just do really good quotes, really like cut it right down thin so I can get, get the jobs, do the jobs, get paid. So it's not necessarily break even, but not make a massive amount of profit in these jobs so that was my plan to build the portfolio up on my builder to get plenty of work but the thing is what I did remember that I did every customer that I got everyone that I did work for I gathered their email I collected their email so basically then I had them as my customer I was able to contact them outside of my builder and I was able to they were well they were able to contact me outside of my builder as well to be able to ring me up to say look I've got this other job I want doing and you don't have to be tendered or in competition with all the race to the bottom on these my builder websites because you don't have to ask for the email so excuse me to can I have your email so I can reach out to you in the future or your phone number because you need these customers details anyway because you email them the certificate. You, you register the Part P and you register their address and their details with the Part P for their insurance. So you need these details anyway. It's not like you're going to the customer and saying, look, I'm going to poach sort of the customer from my builder. That's what some people might look at it as. Like, because they're, I think they get some sort of insurance through my builder. But with your Part P, the customer gets an insured job for six years anyway. And there is a few people that I've met on my builder that I do still do work for today. So that was one of the good things out of my builder that I got. And I only did around eight jobs on my builder, looking back at my profile from years ago, that there was eight jobs that I actually did, completed, and got feedback. Well, I only got feedback for seven. Don't know what happened to that eighth one. But I didn't uh, really carry on with my builder because all the actions that I took to build up work. I didn't need to sort of tender for work on my builder anymore. And obviously I didn't want to travel as far anymore with with the work I was doing on my builder. 
And to be completely honest, I um, I went into this podcast thinking, yeah, I'm going to slate these websites and my builder is rubbish, no good, it's pants, it's like idiots going to my builder. But thinking back with the experience that I had with my builder and the work that I got out of it, got out of it, it wasn't too bad. I didn't have that bad of jobs. It, it kept me busy. It kept me going. It kept me motivated. I just didn't need it anymore to use it. For, for, so for starting out, I think that my builder wasn't a bad option. It wasn't a bad idea. I don't think it would be one of the ideas where you're just going to use my builder to get work continuously through your career or to be able to build your business with. But to keep yourself busy in them downtimes and maybe where you've got two or three days spare and you can jump on my builder and get a few jobs just to just to t- just to keep you going in a way, just to keep you working because you I don't know, nobody likes sitting around, they get bored. I suppose there is some good things on Netflix that you could sit and watch every now and again. If you go through Game of Thrones again, that would be a good idea. But no, you don't want to sit around, you want to steal earn money because you've got all these insurances, you pay a yearly rate for your part P, you pay a yearly rate for your insurance on your van and things like that. So you want to keep working, you want to keep going. So it served its purpose for me back in the day. But I have heard a bit of a horror story about maybe my builder is where these people they go on there and they get an email and then they get they express interest in the job and they get shortlisted so they get charged the four or five pound whatever it is to be shortlisted and they contact the customer straight away saying right when's a good time to come around to have a look at the job you want doing and give you a more detailed quote and the customer will come back to them and say well yeah sorry so i've already given the job away to somebody else Hang about, you got in contact with that guy within seconds of being shortlisted. So whether the these are sort of fake profiles set up to generate money for my builder, which obviously I can see how it works, but I'm not 100% whether that happens. A lot of people do say it happens, but it never happened to me, and yeah, it's, it's a bit cheeky if it does happen, I think. So if you're going to use my builder to generate yourself some more work or some more customers, then make sure that you do it with a plan. Go into it thinking that you're not going to be using my builder forever and you're going to get the customer's details because then that customer's yours. They're in your business. They're always, if you get, if you meet them and you grow that no like and trust factor sort of thing with the customer, you get to know them a little bit. They won't bother going onto my builder. They'll just say, right, I got a sparky. You must know that so many people, they say, right, yeah, my electrician. Ben's my electrician. He does all my electrical work. And that's what they do. They don't look elsewhere because they, they trust you and they get on well with you. Over the years, you get a good sort of relationship with customers and they'll call you for everything without having to go to the Yellow Pages or My Builder to find an electrician because it can be a bit of a chore sometimes. You've got to meet someone new and might get some uh, cowboy trader turn up that you wouldn't want to trust in your house. So these people, when they know you and they like you, they're going to call you. So now moving on to Checker Trade. You can't go on to um, talking about websites unless you talk about tra- checker trade because they're everywhere. I can get well, I'll give them that. Their marketing is fantastic. They're mostly at every electrical event I go to. They're, they're on the news adverts on the TV saying, right, if you want to get a local trader, certified trader, contact us. So, yeah, they have got plenty of people and plenty of customers on that website, I think. And then when tradesmen are looking for more work, They've got plenty of tradesmen on the website as well. And this is why I think Checker Trade is one of the worst websites for the race to the bottom. And with uh, my workman and my builder, they do ask for your sort of credentials, your qualifications to check that you're part P registered, to maybe check that you're actually a qualified electrician. With Checker Trade, 
I'm not 100% sure or confident that they actually check any tradesman qualifications. I do, do think that I could go on there and say, yeah, I'm a plumber. I'll do some gas work. I'll replace your hob. I'll replace your boiler. And they're going to go, nice one. Okay, no worries. We'll send you the leads. Without having to think, right, okay, what about, is this guy insured? Is this guy competent to do the job? Is he registered to do the job? They don't, I don't think they actually bother doing that. And with being so popular, I suppose, with Checker Trade, there is a lot more horror stories out there with Checker Trade where maybe they've ripped a customer off. I, I do hear from tradesmen saying, yeah, I signed up to Checker Trade, never got one job out of it. Give them a thousand pound, didn't even get one job. Tended for a few jobs and obviously they were too expensive, so didn't get any jobs out of it. And then from the customer's point of view, I say, what, who did you drive? Who did you wall, mate? It's freaking wonky. Yeah, I got that guy off Checker Trade. And some of these, there's a lot of cowboys on there, I think. And I do see so many beat-up vans that I think have just been pulled out of the bin or the skip with a Checker Trade sticker on there thinking, yep, I'm registered with Checker Trade. I can do any work. And they do go around and do plenty of work. I don't know how much for, but I think Checker Trade have got a lot of cowboys on there which give the decent tradesmen on there a bad name. And this is the thing. There is so many probably decent tradesmen on Checker Trade that actually legitimately want to go out and do a good job and use it to build their business. But with all the rubbish ones on there, it's sort of a race to the bottom. Again, you have to sort of opt in to quote for a job. And if you go along and say, right, yep, that's £500 for that job. I think that's a good price or a good um, a good competitive quote to get in for that job. There was some guy that comes along and says, yeah, I'll do it for 250 You don't even understand why. Some people, like, they can just do jobs for 250 quid. But hang about, I was going to uh, spend that on materials for the job. So how the hell they can do it for 250 quid, I ain't got a clue. So this is why I think that Checker Trade, I'll say it again, I'll say it a thousand times, Checker Trade is a bit of a race to the bottom. I think, yeah, there's great workmen on there, but they struggle to get work because they'll always be beaten by somebody else that you know, doesn't necessarily give too much of a monkey's. Again, you could possibly use Checker Trade for a few jobs, but don't count on it to build your business because there is customers on there that are quite clever that will say, right, can I see your qualifications? Because they don't want to get some cowboy in the house that's going to ruin the house. They might have nice houses, or it might be a big job where they possibly want to find someone just to come and replace a few lights because they've got another house that will need a rewire. I've heard of that before as well. People just check out the tradesman. They need to find a decent tradesman, so they'll post a small job on there, get to meet that tradesman, and then say, right, fantastic, you did a great job. Can you quote for this one, please? So again, it can be a good way to get leads into your business or, or customers into your business in the long run. And like I said earlier on, I was going to start this podcast by saying, yeah, these websites, they're rubbish, waste of time. Not even, not, don't even bother putting your name into the profile. But I think through my research and talking about it out loud, out loud they're not that bad. Because it's better than sitting around doing nothing. It's better than posting leaflets for your people in your local area. Because I've done leafleting back in the day. That was rubbish. It didn't get me one job. I paid, um, I don't know how much it was, a couple of hundred quid for a thousand leaflets posting for everyone's door. Complete waste of time. It was um, no good sort of thing, posting leaflets. In my opinion, now you can use these websites, but use them with sort of a plan what you're going to do to maybe pull customers out to use customers to build your business in the long run and don't have high expectations of yeah i want to get all these jobs all these fancy jobs and fantastic jobs because i don't think there's a lot of them on there 
But I do think these websites will help you in a small way. It'll help you build your business and get more customers uh, very slowly, maybe, but it still does a trick. It does work to get more customers over time. In an ideal world, yeah, you don't want to have to rely on these websites to actually get any work. Maybe if you've registered with them, with them all, you're going to spend a lot of your time going onto maybe your phone on these websites, getting trying to get shortlisted for the jobs. So yeah, it's, it's probably not a good idea to register for them all to actually build your business. Maybe if you're starting up from the beginning, it'll be a good idea to give them a go, but don't rely on them too much. Or even if you're an employed electrician or employed somewhere else, tradesman, plumber, whatever. But um, if you're employed, it might be a good to get a bit of extra work on the side because there is people on there as well with checker trade and not sure about my builder, but maybe want garden clearances and stuff like that. You can get some crazy different jobs on there. People post anything on there. And if you're prepared to do it, then you can bid for the job. So the best thing about these websites, my builder, check a trade, my workman, there's so many different ones on there, my local tradesman, I think as well, there's plenty on there, that if you do do work for these, go in it with a plan and get the email and use that to keep in contact with your customers. Maybe like a newsletter or something like that, just to say some new te technologies out, just to keep you at the front of their mind and fresh in their mind for when maybe in any conversation, maybe at work with their family or wherever they are, the electrician comes up into conversation and you think, yes, Ben, he's a good electrician. He did some work for me. I'll pass their number over. Because then the good customers that you have, they'll pass your number on to become good customers to your business too. And this is what I've done over time with emails. Just keeping in contact with customers. Just a little email here and there to say, hey, you check out this. Nest Heating Control. It's fantastic. You can control your heating, especially with the energy prices going up at the moment. You want to be able to save your your heating as much as you can. What I like about the Nest Heating Control is that they've got a GPS locator on them. So when you're not at home, because obviously people don't come home, go leave their house at 8 o'clock, come home at 5 o'clock every day. Sometimes you might pop in the pub for a few hours, a few of us. And you don't want the heat to come on when you're not there. So then, because it's registered with your app on your phone, that will send you not at home and not come on. So it's just these sort of emails is what I send out to my customers. So I'll put 10 of those emails in a download. So check out the show lights below and have a little look and see if they'll be good for your business. What I would do with them is grab the 10 and just send out one a month. One email a month to your customers to let them know that you're still in business to keep you fresh in the front of their mind and see what happens. See if your work generates up. See if you keep in the front of their mind. See if they pass your number on to other people. Because at the end of the email, you can let them know that if you have any electrical needs, you're just a phone call away. So check them out and I'll see you next time. Until then, bye-bye.